<laughs> hey y'all <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in with me to the book i won't write podcast i am your host jahira brooks thank you thank you thank you for tuning in with me today on this good monday i hope this video finds you all well um, I initially intended to have a pre-recorded video uh, put out for you guys on YouTube um, and have it posted to all the other streaming um, platforms, but I had some technical difficulties on tonight, so I wasn't able to uh, move forward as I initially intended, but we're just going to rock and roll with what we have right here, this live video, and moving forward, I do intend to have those pre-recorded videos so that you can catch them Um just whenever you have time. Um, if you haven't already, please um, follow me on Instagram, on my Facebook page. Follow, like, uh, share, tag this video. Hey, Helen. How are you? Hey, Christina. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. It's so good to have you all join me tonight. Um, so I'm just going to start off. Um, initially, I asked you guys um, on my Facebook a couple months back, I asked you guys if you felt as though um, going to church was physically necessary or uh, if you didn't feel like it was. And a lot of you said yes. And then I had a few people who said no. And then I came in the first live I had actually, um, and I expounded on why I felt like it was necessary. Um, tonight's video is kind of going to be like a spinoff of that. And it's also going to be... Um, catered towards uh, talking about friendships and godly connections um, that I found myself um, being at a church, being at a church home. Um, and just to encourage you guys that if you haven't already found a church, why it's so important because a lot of the people that you'll meet as you're progressing, as you're moving to new levels in life. Hey, Crystal, I love you too. Thank you. Um, you're going to need those godly connections. Some of the friendships that I had before, um, they never would have been able to make it to where I'm going now. Not that it's anything against them or that I feel like I'm I'm better or anything like that, but it's just certain things I'm going through behind the scenes. It's nobody but God speaking through uh, the friends that I have now, the sisters that I have now, the connections that I have now that allowed me to get through it, even on my worst days, just being able to lean on uh, those voices of reason and wisdom. If I didn't have that, and if you don't have that, you are liable to crash and burn. And I just want to uh, dive into that on tonight. Um, so first things first, let me just recap on why... Um, Oh, Christina asked me why I wanted to start this podcast. So that actually goes in line with the topic for tonight about being um, in a church home. So um, those of you who know me, who follow me, know that I had a business prior to start launching this podcast called um, Hira's Boutique. So when I started it, I just started it because I had came into some money and I figured it couldn't be that hard, right? I see peers selling clothes and I figured it's, it's not that hard. People like clothes. Everybody need clothes. Everybody clubbing this and the third. At the time, I was still clubbing myself and I know people be needing outfits. So I was like, let me, let me try this. This should be some easy money, right? Wrong. I still got clothes at the house that I need to get rid of. Shameless plug. If you want anything. <laughs> Baby, everything must go. Maybe even you. I don't want it. I don't need it. I done sold all I could sell. I don't want to sell nothing else. 
But the thing about that was I didn't seek God on that. I didn't ask God, hey, God, should I be selling clothes? What should I do with this money? No, I just went out and did what I thought was right, what I thought I could profit from. But it wasn't my season to do that. God did bless it. But at the same time, it's not what my purpose was. My purpose wasn't in selling clothes. Um, so at that point, I was fine with not being an entrepreneur. I was like, God, you know what? Just release me from this. I don't want to sell clothes anymore. I don't want to do anything entrepreneurial. I'm fine just working a nine to five or, you know, just doing anything else that doesn't involve Harris Boutique. People were inboxing me to those who might be catching the replay. I'm so sorry that I didn't inbox you back. I, I just lacked all types of business integrity. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. And people would ask me questions. Do you have this in the three? I never had a three X. And I, I was just frustrated because it's not something I was supposed to be doing anyway. Uh, so, again, I do apologize for that. And thank you to all of those loyal customers who did shop with me. I do appreciate your business. And I thank you for following me on this platform because this is something that I won't quit. Um, <laughs> so, to answer Christina's question, um, uh, why did I start the podcast? So, we were on... Um, 5 a.m. prayer calls, those who know prophetic fire, we're going to fast, we're going to pray 24-7, 365 days of the year. This is the leap year, so 366 days of the year. Um, but there are so many blessings and benefits to doing that. Um, so we were on a 5 a.m. prayer call, but this was different from our regular uh, fast and prayer calls. This was um, a business that our pastor is going to launch later on, either this year or later on. Um, so just be on the lookout for that. Uh, shameless plug for Kingdom Business 5.0. Um, so we were on that business um, prayer call. And then pastor said to me, uh, she said, Jahara, I see you with the podcast. I'm like, God, come on, man. I, I done told you I ain't want to do Harris Boutique. Okay. I don't, I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to do that. I don't, what's the podcast look like for me? Who's going to listen to me? Right. I don't even talk to people like that. Like what, what am I, what am I talking about? Um, and then so I began to seek God on it. Like, God, what, what is it that you want me to talk about? Why a podcast of all things? And um, he began to share with me, like, you're going to talk about me. That's something that you're good at. It's talking about me. You've been in church all your life. You understand me. You know me. You're able to break stuff down in a way. I've given you the ability to break things down to people who may not understand it um, in a regular churchy format, in a preaching format. And you have that gift. So this is what you're going to talk about. I thought, okay, God, that's cool. I can do that. I can talk about you all day. You know, I, I, everybody who knew me in school thought I was churchy anyway. So I was like, you know, I can do that. Um, so I was like, okay, God, let's let's rock and roll. So I looked and saw what uh, I would need to do with the mic and the interface and all this other kind of stuff. And then I'm in this other group called Mindset for More with Kirsten King. And um, she was telling us one day, the main thing you don't want to do um, it's the very thing that you should do. That's what's going to help you uh, push into your purpose. And for me, that was going live. I was terrified of going live. I don't go live. I might post a picture here and there. It's nothing to just pose and just throw the phone and then look at it a couple hours. Be like, oh, okay, y'all like it, huh? I'm cute, ain't it? I know it. I know it. But it's a whole nother thing to go live in front of people who you don't interact with on a regular basis, um, who may not reply, who might look for two seconds and then click off or might not be interested in what you have to say or who are opposed to what you have to say. 
people who may be combative or people who are like completely against the topic of discussion, which is God. And we're in a society now where people will go back and forth with you about your beliefs and everything, even if you're strong in what you believe and they might not even go to church or have the understanding that you may have, but they're so dead set against not hearing what it is that you have to say. And it's, you're coming up against all of that. And, um, but I, I did it anyway. And I was so glad that I did the response, the feedback that I got back. I was like, okay, God, maybe this is what, you know, I'm supposed to be doing. So I went live again, but I kid you not y'all ever since that first live video, I've been going through so much warfare. <laughs> oh my God. So much like every time I look around, every time I had something positive to say, every status I made, it's like I'm being tested every time I turn around to my left, to my right, my back, my front. I'm like, God, ain't no way. I'm doing what you asked me to do. You the one who said that I'm supposed to be doing the podcast. I was fine not doing nothing. I can't imagine what pastors go through. I couldn't do it. Mm -mm, won't want to. Because mm -mm. just this this arena that I'm in just starting out and I hadn't even launched my first video yet. Mind you, this is the pilot episode here today. And even leading up to that, I had got my mic, my interface. It wasn't working with my computer. I com uh, connected it. Thank you, Pastor. Hey, Ma. Hey, everybody who's tuning in. Um, So I... um. I connected it to uh, one computer, then I connected it to my desktop. It still wasn't working. Nothing was working out right. Then I had to do like nine takes when I was at the co-work boutique. Shout out to Shay Anderson. That's where I'm usually uh, headquartered at when I'm posting or when I'm working or getting my ideas. Um, I'm just at the house right now. Um, but yeah, so I had to do nine takes for my audio to even sound right. And it's like all these different things and then just things going on in my personal life. And I'm like, God, you want me to talk about you and I'm not feeling it right now. I'm not feeling it right now. I'm, I'm mad at you because things not going right in my life. But you want me to talk about you. Like I felt like God got it wrong. Like God, ain't no way you want me to talk about you. Not the way I'm feeling about you right now. But people can relate to that, right? Because all of us go through things and we've all been at spaces. I don't care what people say about not to question God because people in the Bible question God. I don't care what people say about saying they've never been mad at God because maybe you haven't. And I'm glad that's your testimony. But for a lot of us, especially me, that's not my testimony. I've been mad at him so many times that I've had to repent and get that right. But walking in your calling, doing what it is that God has called you to do, it is tasking but it's rewarding. And what I've learned is, and what I'm currently learning, even in my going through, that my going through isn't just for me, but it's for other people as well. It's for those who are connected to me. It's for those who are going to be connected to me down the line that I may not have even met yet. The people uh, who are going to be in my sphere of influence. And I have to continue to persevere and push through because one, I have a daughter. Um, and she needs to see that example of what it looks like to push through when, you know, you're going through different things and seeing how God can bring you out of that, even when it might not always look cute. So um, that's why I started the podcast, just being obedient to my leader, being obedient to God and being obedient to uh, be able to pull people closer to God. I know I have um, 
the ability to talk. I've always been a talker. I'll talk your head off. I'll talk a mile a minute to anybody. Nobody's ever been a stranger to me. I can have a conversation with anybody about anything. And that's something that God has graced me with. And to that point, I also want to say that if there's anything that you're good at, that you might not even feel like it's something that you can use as purposeful, like me talking, people always used to ask me, um, uh, Jahira, what, what do you think your purpose is? What do you like to do? And I was like, I don't like to do nothing but talk. I could talk all day, but what am I talking about? And what am I getting paid for to talk about? And then God was like me. And I was like, and then the thing that's so beautiful about this podcast, if it never gets monetized, if I never get one red cent for, um, talking, uh, about God through this podcast, my reward is in heaven. And I know that because I was able to push God and I was able to encourage people who may need it, who may be in the same predicament uh, that I'm in, where um, you might not have always trusted him, but you're learning how to trust him uh, day by day as life goes on through uh, your different trials and tribulations, um, that I've done my job. And that's all the reward I need is that um, I was able to encourage somebody to show somebody that, you know, you don't have to just be preaching all the time, pastor. <laughs> uh, you don't have to just be preaching to encourage somebody. Pastor said that to us um, a couple Sundays ago in Sunday school. She said, you have to watch who you're talking to because everybody's not going to get that preaching, that rah-rah that comes across the pulpit. Everybody's not uh, spiritually mature enough to understand that. And that's not knocking them, but you have to deal with people where they're, where they are. Um, and if I can be that light to somebody, then I've done my job and I, I take pride in that. And I'm grateful uh, for that, that God would even see fit to use me as a vessel to uh, minister to his people. And I'm thankful that he um, he trusted me enough with his people to even give me this platform to speak and encourage people about him to have a closer relationship with him. Um, moving on from that, um, I just want to highlight um, why godly friendships are so necessary. When you're going through whatever it is that you may be going through, it is so important to be connected to the right people. Because if you're connected to enablers, if you're connected to people who will listen to you cry and carry on and complain, and come up with crazy ideas and crazy solutions to a problem, that's not going to benefit you. You'll never be able to elevate or grow like that. You'll always stay stuck and stagnant in the place that you are and you'll never heal. You'll never progress. You'll never be able to have a testimony because the actions that you're taking are continuously going to cause you to remain in your test. Because if you keep on failing a test by the way you respond to the test, then how can you ever come out and have a testimony for somebody else or even for yourself? It's so important that even when I don't, I didn't want to do this podcast. There were so many times I wanted to quit just yesterday. I didn't even want to come to church and it showed on my face. Usually I'm trying, uh, I'm good at trying to cover how I feel. Um, but yesterday I just couldn't, like everything was going wrong. I was in my feelings. Um, I was getting, uh, my daughter ready to go to church and she's one. So some days, you know, she'd be having the separation anxiety real bad and I'm fussing. I'm like, I'm already running late. I'm texting. I'm like, Hey, I ain't going to make it to corporate prayer. I'm probably not going to make it to uh Sunday school. I didn't want to go to church, 
But I'm like, I know this is where my help comes from. I know I need to go. And then somebody else on Facebook had, they were asking about uh, what church to attend. How can I tell you, you need to come to my church if I'm not even going to be there? I'm going to tell you to beat me there. Don't meet me there. And I ain't even there yet. You see what I'm saying? And I had to push through. But sometimes what I love about God and what I love about physically attending church is sometimes the best church happens after church, after the benediction, after the tithes and offering has already been taken up. That Sometimes that's the best church. And you might feel like you didn't get anything from the word, which I did. And I'm glad I went. Um, however, when I got in my car, I didn't, I didn't want to talk. I had walked out the door and my pastor was like, Jahar, where are you going? Come here, wait a minute, give me a hug. What you got going on? And I still didn't want to talk yet. I hadn't broke it. And then my sister got in the car with me. She was like, hey, either you want to talk or you don't. If you don't, that's cool too. Just let me know what's going on. And then I broke down. I was crying. I was like, I, I just feel like I, the mom thing, I ain't doing that right. I'm frustrated. I was like, but you know, when you don't deal with things and you let things pile on, then you will lash out. You will get frustrated by things that don't usually frustrate you. But it takes for you to be able to open up and talk to people. And me, I've always had a problem where I didn't really like asking for help because I feel like it makes me feel weak or it makes me feel like I don't have it all together. But that's the thing about God. He's so strategic. He'll place people in your path and to your life where you don't have to be the strong person all the time, where you can break. You can talk to somebody and say, hey, this is a problem for me. He'll place people in your life where you're not worried about them running, telling somebody else about your business, what you got going on. He'll place people in your life that will love you back to life, that will encourage you, that will pour into you when you're too weak to pour into yourself. And that's one thing I love about God. That's one thing I'm so grateful about not forsaking the assembly of ourselves as far as meeting in a church setting is concerned. Yes, we are the church. Yes, the church is housed in us. But it's something about a body of believers that can come together. When you know me and I know you and you know me on a deeper level than the outside world does. And you can see me. You know me by the spirit. You know when I'm at a breaking point. You know when I'm not myself. You know when I'm not joking and laughing and carrying on and I'm not giving you a hug. And you can come and you can sit and Holy Spirit can tell you, go talk to her because she's not going to talk because he knows me, right? And when people know you, when people care about you and they love you, then if I had stayed at home, how she was going to get in my car? How could she see that I was off? How could she talk to me? She might have just thought I was out of town if I didn't show up. But because I was physically present, she was able to hear a word from God and say, hey, go talk to Jahara, check on her, make sure she's all right. And then she spoke to me. And then she hashed out everything I had going on. She encouraged me. And then not only that, but somebody else, my other sister was like, hey, let's go out to eat. Everybody knows me knows I love to eat, right? Oh, good God Almighty. One way to put a smile on my face is to feed me, baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's watching, if you don't want to pay for anything, if you don't want to pay that sponsorship fee that I mentioned early on my post, baby, you can just feed me cash out, dollar sign, J-I-H-I-R-A, baby. <laughs> Take me out to dinner. <laughs> but hello. Back to the topic, right? So she was like, uh, you know, let's go out to eat. And that's another form of encouragement. But if I had just been home, just wallowing in my misery, just crying, upset, mad at God, then I wouldn't have had that opportunity to fellowship outside of that church setting. And sometimes no words even have to be said. 
just knowing that somebody is there and them opening their home to you saying, hey, I'm here. And then I had another sister text me and say, hey, if you want to talk, we can. If you want to play phase 10, we can do that too and not talk. Whatever you want to do, you just let me know I'm here for you. And I appreciate that camaraderie. I appreciate that sisterhood. I appreciate the people that God has placed in my life. I appreciate that because I've been um, friends with people who weren't emotionally available and they didn't know how to receive me when I was off because I usually am that happy person. I usually am the encourager in my friendship groups. I usually am the person that has things all together and I'm able to speak a word into you, but it's like, what am I getting back? I can't get anything back. And it's like, it, it gets frustrating when you're always that person to somebody else, but you can't pour from an empty cup. And you just have to wait to be filled back up. And then it's like nothing ever happened. But it's like, I don't I don't need to uh, club in this season. I don't need to, you know, drink in this season. I need somebody to encourage me. I need somebody to push me. When I don't feel like going to work, I need you to say, hey, let, let's get it. Let's go. You got a daughter that you have to provide for. You have to handle your priorities. I need that. And God has given me that because a year ago from now, I was nothing like I am now. And even on my weakest days where I feel like I don't have it all together, I feel like I haven't grown at all spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all of that. I'm reminded by the people that he surrounded me with that I have grown. He's shown me the growth by the people that I'm around. He's shown me the growth by the fact that they won't let me stay in my mess. They won't let me stay in my slump. As much as I'd like to just lay around and just cry and have a pity party all day, they won't let me. They push me to greater. And that's why it's so important to watch who you're connected to. I said this when I taught Sunday school back in November. You can be connected to people and they will drain the life out of you. Have you ever had a charger? You plug into the wall and it's like, even though you have the phone on the charger, your battery is draining instead of charging because it's who you're connected to. But then if you get a fast charge, you get somebody that has the prayer life that you have. You get somebody who has a prayer life even greater than you because you don't always have to be around people who are just like you. Be around people who are farther than you, who are more advanced than you, who you can aspire to be more like the Jesus in them. Not necessarily that you're trying to be like them, or you're trying to pray like them, but you see the level of relationship that they have with God and it encourages you to build a more stronger relationship. Like, hey, I see uh, this person right here. They get results. They It's like everything they pray for is happening like this. So if we serve the same God, why can the same thing not happen for me? Right? But it's like I learned Sunday um, and like I knew before, but it was just uh, reiterated to me on yesterday um, is your level of belief that causes results. If you don't believe in what you're praying to God for, if you don't believe that God can do, I don't care if he doesn't do something that you've been begging and asking him to do. That doesn't mean that he's not still God and he can't do it. Sometimes we get so frustrated when God does it. And I'm speaking to myself. When God doesn't move how we think he should move, when he doesn't move at the rate that we want him to move, that has been my biggest problem. That has been my biggest setback. It has stopped me from healing how I need to because I've been so mad at God that God, I've been praying and fasting for this one thing and you haven't done it. That's not to say that you won't. That's not to say that you can't. That's not to say that this no is just a not right now. But I haven't been able to get out of my own way to allow God to fix the things in me. Because sometimes we want things, but it's like we need to work on ourselves so that when we get the thing that we want so bad, we don't mess it up. 
as soon as we get it. Why, why, why am I begging God for something that I can't handle? Why am I begging God to raise my pay and to give me this job where I'm making X amount of dollars when I can't even show up to the job I got on time? That don't that don't make sense. So when I get the good job I've been praying and seeking God for, I lose it in a couple months because I wasn't showing up on time because I wasn't doing my due diligence. And then I get the job I've been praying for. I've been saying, God, God let me get this money so I can save. And then I, I get the job. Now I'm not saving. Now I'm going out to eat every chance I get. I, I act like I forgot how to cook. I might as well sell the pots and pans I got. I ain't doing nothing. I know what to do. All the things I told God, I it's one thing. It's so funny how we are. We will negotiate with God. God, if you do this right here, let me tell you what I'm going to do for you. As if we're doing him a favor. God, if, if you do this right here for me, let me tell you, I'm going to pay my tithes, okay? And my offering going to be five, okay? It's going to be five. And then we get it. We just paying tithes. <laughs> we just paying tithes. That's it. And we paying the exact dollar and cent. We're not even going to round it up. You know how you go to the cash register. They say you want to give a dollar extra. You want to round up for the children who are hungry. Nah, nah, that's cool. I don't know who going to feed them, but it ain't me. I need to fry myself. Uh, that's how we do God with tithes and offering. We do the same exact thing. We say, God, if you give him this, when taxes come, baby, we give God the same tithes we've been giving him all year round. We don't give him nothing extra. We don't say, hey, God, thanks for looking out for me. Because I filed exempt a couple times. I really should owe them folks. Because <laughs> I didn't give Caesar nothing that belonged to Caesar. But, you know, you looked out for me. So let me go ahead and look out for you. We don't even do that. We act like we be doing God a favor, man. And we not. But we want God to do so much stuff for us. And it's so funny because I'm sitting here and I'm talking and this has been me in so many instances. I can speak to it because it's been me. I understand what it's like. I understand even sometimes now, like I look at my check, I'll be like, God, I ain't, I ain't. I was a little late to work last week. So uh, I just, can we make a payment plan, Jesus? Because if I pay my tithes, I'm going to be hurting. That means I can't get no Chinese food. And that means I can't get no subway. And that's a problem for me because I had a taste for that. And uh, I, I'm just going to give you, I, I'm going to give you something, you know, but I ain't going to give you the whole thing. But one thing my daddy taught me is that <laughs> when you don't give God his, it'll go lacking somewhere. Something's going to be wrong with your car. You're going to have an extra bill that come up. You're you going to end up having to go to the hospital. Now you got a medical bill. So many different things. Your gas tank look like it got a hole in it. Now you're getting gas three times a week when you usually just have to get it one and a half times a week. You're ripping the run and got all this different stuff that's coming up that you got to do. When you don't give God his, you hold back on what's meant for you, what should have been yours because you didn't give God his. So I have learned that even when it doesn't look like I'm going to be straight during the week to give God his on Sunday because Ever since I've been doing that, he has never failed to provide for me as far as needs. Even in my lowest space, I've always been provided for it. There was always a backup plan that he had set in place where things weren't as bad as they could have been. It really does pay to be connected to God. It really does pay to serve him, even if your relationship doesn't look the best. It is so important just to be connected. It's all about connection. Then you have friendships that hold you accountable, spiritually accountable. It's if I didn't have the group I have now, 
as sisters, as friends in Christ, I wouldn't be as far as I am. I know some of the blessings I've got were because they did call and text me and wake me up to get on a prayer call because I did have an assignment to pray that morning or even if I didn't, just to be on the call. There are blessings you get just by being connected to the body. There is something that everybody um, brings to the table at a church, whether you're just a lay member, you just sit there every Sunday and you intake the work, you're still growing and you're still able to go out and be an encourager and make disciples of other people. Um, when you go out into your own workplace or school or wherever it may be, it's so important just to show up and just be present in church. And it's so important. I'll tell anybody to just shop around uh, sometimes you don't always get that aha moment the first church you go to. And that's okay. As long as you're still persistent in pursuing God and you're praying, and you're asking God, God, where is it that I should be? Where do you want me at? Certain uh, gifts that God has blessed me with that was already with me the whole time. I always had it. It just hadn't been activated until I got at the right place at the right time for such a time as this. Um, I was talking to my brother and sister about that um, on Saturday. We were talking about how we are all moving um, in some level in ministry. And it's like, these are different things that have been prophesied to us back when we was teenagers, right? And now it's just now becoming manifest because of the shift that's taking place because of where we've been planted at now for the season that we're in now. We've grown and we've been taking all of this word um, over time. And we've gone through our different... Uh, things that we've all had to go through in life. And it's all cultivated us and prepared us to activate the gift that God has already planted on the inside of us for such a time as this. Everything that I'm going through now is so crazy because each person, almost everybody at the ministry I'm connected to now has a similar testimony. And they're on the other side of their testimony. They're on the other side of their test where it is a testimony to me. And it's a testament that if I just keep driving, if I just keep on pursuing God, if I just keep on showing up, if I keep on praying, if I keep on studying and reading the word, if I keep on fasting, if I keep on working on myself and rooting out all the things that are in me that are not like him, that shouldn't be. And here's another thing. When you don't work on the things that you feel God tugging on you on to fix, when he first says it, God will give you grace. He'll give you a certain amount of time uh, to fix those things. But when you don't fix it, when you don't work on those things, it'll show up at a later time when you thought that you were good. You thought that you moved on from that. No, he ain't forget about it. You forgot about it. And it's something that still needs to be fixed. And when you go through so much warfare, it's like, God, why is it so hard for me to let go of this thing? Why is it so hard for me to fix my character, to fix myself so I can move on, so I can heal? It's because you should have healed on it when you had the time. And now you feel like you're rushed and you feel like, you know, you don't have enough time to fix this, this stuff. Now I got a baby. Now I'm married. Now I'm I, I'm in leadership and ministry. Now I'm working full time. I don't. And now I have a, a business. Now I have a, a, a podcast. Now I have all these different things that I'm working on. And it's like I don't have time to decompartmentalize and, and deal with all the stuff that I should have dealt on back when I was like 17, 18, 19, 20. Because I didn't want to because I ignored God when he said, hey, Jahari, you, you need to calm down with that. You, you're tripping. You need to work on that. This is a problem. This, this ain't like me. This need to go. And it's presented itself in different relationships and in different friendships. And now it's like, dang, I should have worked on this years ago. If I had to work on this years ago, I probably wouldn't even be going through the amount of warfare that I'm going through right now. 
So if there's anything that you're dealing with, that you're struggling with, that you feel uncomfortable with, because I know a lot of the people who are going to be drawn to my platform are people that are in a place of transition. You're in a season of transition where now you can't go to the same places you used to go. When you're around certain people, now you feel uncomfortable. Now it, it, it doesn't feel as easy as it used to. Now you feel a strain. Now you feel like, oh, I, every time I come over here, I get irritated, man. Every time I, I do this, I don't enjoy this, that, and the third. Every time now when I drink, I don't even, I don't even get drunk no more. Like I used to be toe up. Now I just be feeling like I could have just not drunk nothing. I could have just drank some juice. You see what I'm saying? Because God is shifting you from that place. And when you are in that season of transition, the people that you are connected to while you are living how you used to, they're going to slowly fade away. The conversations aren't going to hit the same. You'll start to call and nobody's answering the phone. And it's like, dang, I feel like I'm by myself. You're not by yourself. You are in the season of isolation, but you just need to find your tribe who's going to propel you to your next. The people I'm connected to at Prophetic Fire Worship Center International, they have all been strategically placed there to help propel me into my next spiritually, physically, uh, from a business professional standpoint. The whole church almost is full of entrepreneurs. God is so strategic in everything that he does. And even when I get upset with him, I can't help but to be in awe of him for how he moves for me behind the scenes, even when I can't see him. I can be so focused on one thing that I won't even see all the other things that he does. And it, you have to be so careful to count the blessings that you do have, to pay attention to the things that God is doing in your life. And that's what helps you to push through when you can sit there and identify, oh, okay, God had a hand in that. Yeah, yeah, God, I see you. Okay, cool. You you ain't left me. Even on Saturday, I had a low moment. I was in my feelings. I didn't feel like leaving the house. Um, I had left the house to go to an appointment, and I ended up missing that appointment, and I was just riding. And I was like, God, I really just want to go home. I'm not feeling nothing. I remembered that my sister had invited me um, to this movie night at um, her church. And I was like, God, I don't feel like going, man. I, I just want to go home. I'm, I'm in my feelings. I'm not feeling like myself. And then he was like, you really need to go. So I went. Movie was great. The atmosphere was great. I got to catch up with my brother and my sister. And I was so glad because it just opened up another uh, realm of opportunities. Um I was talking to my brother. He was like, Jahar, if you need this, that, the third, you know, all you got to do is hit me up and I, I'll help you. I got this. I this is what I do. And if I hadn't have been there, if I had to just succumb to my feelings of depression or anxiety or just not wanting to do anything, if I had to just stay at home, that's an opportunity I could have missed out on. That's a space I would have missed. Um, and then I wouldn't have been able to catch up with my sister who I hadn't seen her forever. And it's so funny because God will place people in your lives. And even though no matter the time, the distance, you can reconnect with that same person that you haven't reconnected to in years. But because they are destiny helpers, because God did place them there, because there is a, a divine level of help that's attached to the relationship that you all have, the bond that you all share, it'll it'll, it'll come back into effect like you never miss no time. God is just strategic like that. He will place people in your life that you thought, oh, dang, I, I miss them. We used to have the best times together. And then he'll bring that thing back around full circle right when you need it. Every friendship isn't a friendship to be thrown away. Every every connection that you have uh, isn't just to be like, oh, yeah, well, 
we was this, but now we don't even talk no more. Sometimes God will just hide you for a season because there's work that needs to be done. And because of the work that he's doing in you, because of how you might lash out and respond, he'll connect the destiny helpers that are sent to you in that set season, that set time, because I might not be able to handle the growth that you're undergoing. I might not be able to handle when you get mad because of what God is doing and what he's taking away in your life. I might not be able to handle that spiritually. I might not be able to cover you how you need to be covered. So God might remove me for a season. So I'm not around you. So I can't taint your growth. So I don't hold you back spiritually. And that doesn't mean that you're not meant and you're not assigned for my life to stay. That just means God is hiding me and he's hiding you in a season so that I can grow where I need to grow spiritually. You can grow where you need to grow spiritually. And then he'll come back around and he'll bring that thing back together. But again, like I said, friendship so important. Um, being in a house where uh, God specifically sends a leader for you. My pastor is so transparent and so real. She'll say stuff to me <laughs> behind the scenes off the mic. I'm like, Pastor, you ain't had to say all that. Like, please get out my house. How you even know that? Get these cameras out my house, out my car, please. Thanks. But God will give you people. He will give you leadership that care so much about you that they'll say the things that other people won't say. Just say the things that you don't want to hear. Pastor preached a message one Sunday and I had to moderate. I was just sitting there on the computer like, yeah, you can go ahead and say, man, please don't don't hug me. Don't look at me after service because ain't no way you stumped on my pinky toe like that. Ain't no way I got to get on crutches after service because of the words you just preached today that was so unnecessary so uncalled for but god will give you people like that and then i'm just so grateful that i'm able that even in the midst of frustration i am able my spirit man is able to be receptive to the word that is going forth so that i can apply it to my life even though i might kick and scream and i might put my hand in the pot i'll be like god i got it i got it because i i like to feel like this okay and if you've start moving stuff around that that takes away my sense of control and that's a problem for me i have a control problem if i can't control the narrative it's a problem because i know how i like stuff to go and i feel like if i say something like this or if i word it like this or if i don't do this or i do this then it'll it'll go better for everybody right i try to be god in situations and he's shifting me to a place where it's like jahara you no longer can do that because you're not God. Uh, the situation is not should not be a God in your life. These people should not be a God to you. It should not take your focus off of me. And you can't control everything. And you can't control people's process. You can't, you can't drive God to people so much where now they don't even want to be around me. They don't want to come into my presence or to my house. Because you're trying to beat them over the head with it. And what I've learned also is that when you learn certain things, some things just be for you. <laughs> you don't have to post a status about it. You don't have to get all deep and go live and say, well, God said this. And I just feel the Spirit of the Lord telling me to tell 10 people that such and such and such and such. No, baby, you need the Spirit of the Lord to tell you to work on that for you. <laughs> that's That's your message for you everything doesn't have to be so deep these people know you saved. they can tell about the life you live they can tell about how you carry yourself you don't always have to god this god that god this that and the third god the father the son the holy ghost everything all the time out your mouth don't nobody want to hear that don't nobody want to hear that my generation showing up don't want to hear that there's been times i grew up in church i don't want to hear that 
You don't have to churchify everything. Everything does not have to be so deep. And just because you you got it and you got a download from God does not mean you, you got to go preach a sermon about it. Sometimes you have to apply it to yourself because God has given me certain words and like I'll be so quick to share it and he'll test me that same day. I'd be like, God, I, I ain't learned nothing from what you said. That was for me, huh? That was for me. I shouldn't have shared, posted nothing. Because I, I I have yet to work on that. I have yet to relinquish control in that area to you. Um, So I just came on here, y'all. I don't mean to be long-winded. I just hope something I said here tonight encouraged y'all. Um, I called the podcast the Book I Won't Write podcast because it's just so much I could say. <laughs> like I told y'all, I can talk a mile a minute. I can talk to anybody about anything. And God and my relationship with God is just so personal to me now. Um, I, I grew up in church, but I haven't always lived a safe life. I've done so many things that did not reflect God in my life at all. And I know if people uh, that I used to hang with were to come on uh, and watch, they probably themselves be like, mm, not how we're talking about God, not when she used to do this, that, and the third. Because, yeah, I did do this, that, and the third. I did. And God has shifted me from that place where I'm no longer comfortable living like that. Um, but it's just, I, I'm just so blessed to have been given grace and to be given new mercies every morning because I don't deserve it. None of us deserve all the things that God does for us. And I'm just so grateful that he loves us enough that even when we don't look at him as our father, even when we don't look at him as even a friend to us or a brother, um, he still is there for us waiting on us to see him, how he sees us, to love him, how he intended us to love him and he's not a pushy god he's not going to make us choose him he's just going to wait he's just going to wait and um until we realize that we need him because we do and i hate that sometimes we get into this place where we hit rock bottom and now it's like okay let me get back in church let me start praying let me let me let me pray for real this time let me start reading let me God, I need help. I need a lifeline bad. I didn't try to do it on my own and nothing's working. I hate that we have to get back into a corner to realize the amount of love and grace and mercy that God has for us. That was me um, last year, the early part of last year. Postpartum hit me hard. It hit me so hard. I didn't want to get up out of bed. I had stopped going to work. I wasn't doing nothing. I just was not myself at all. Like at all. Like if you knew me before, you didn't know me at all because I was in such a sunken, depressed state. And I was like, God, I, I got to get back in church, man, because I had stopped going. It's like every Saturday and every Sunday morning, something would happen and it would shift my focus. And I might be fully dressed for church. And I'd just be like, man, God, I'm going to get back in the bed. This ain't it. I hit rock bottom. And then I came to church and I kept getting the word. And I was in a season where I was just sitting. I was learning. I wasn't doing nothing. I grew up being active in church. I was an usher. I was on the praise dance team. I was on the uh, praise team. I'm in the choir. I'm doing all these different things. I got my hand in all these different pots. I did everything but preach. And like now I'm just sitting. I'm learning. I'm intaking everything I need to intake so that I can grow, so that I can get spiritually stronger than what I was before. Because it's one thing to go to church, but it's one thing to really grow in church. Um, 
to grow from the word that's going over the pulpit. It's one thing to say, you know, you believe in God, but it's a whole nother thing to live it. And I haven't always lived it. That's why I feel like I can relate to people who are like one foot in, one foot out. People who used to grow up in church the same way I did and who have strayed away. I get it. I was in a place where I didn't feel like it was necessary. I was only going because that's what I grew up doing. I knew it was right to do. I knew I was supposed to go, but I didn't feel like going no more. I didn't feel the unction to go. I didn't, I didn't feel the drive to go anymore. Church was no longer fun for me. Um, I was burnt out. I was tired of operating in any form of leadership capacity, any form of ministry. I didn't want to do it anymore. Um, the youth department was no longer there. Everyone grew up and were gone. Um, different things like that. And I just, I, I was stagnant for so long. And then I finally, it's something about when you get that relationship for yourself. It's one thing to be preached God in your house. And it is important to nurture your kids in the nurturing admonition of the Lord. It's so important to raise them up because when they grow old, they won't depart from it. As I did not, I might've left for a season, but I knew where my help was coming from. I knew to go back. I knew where I needed to go whenever times just got too tough when I couldn't handle it anymore. I knew to go to church. I knew that because I was raised in that. But it's one thing when you grow up with it and you learn it. But when it really hit is when you start going through stuff for yourself. And now you get to learn God for yourself. You get to learn who he is to you. I know who he is to you. I know all the songs that we sing. I know, I know how. We have these certain catchphrases in church that everybody can finish the last line of it because we've grown up hearing it. It's routine. But when Christianity, when your walk with God starts to become out of the norm and you step outside of the box and it's no longer a routine thing, it's a day by day thing. It's like, OK, so God talks like that. This is how he sounds when you talk to me. OK, it's not just I'm God, Jahari, you need to do this. You need to do that. It's like, no, nah, hey, Jahari. You're tripping. Don't, don't go over there. Don't do that because you're going to be irritated. Don't go. Just chill. You, you ain't got to say that. Be quiet. God's not always just talking about blessings and, and money and all this, that, and the third. God corrects us because he loves us. He talks to us just like our parents would. God done corrected me and checked me so many times. He'd be on my neck. Because I don't listen. I don't listen. That's my fault. He probably lit up a little bit if I listen. So that's why I'm here to tell y'all, y'all, y'all should listen. When that still small voice talks to you, no, it's not, oh, something told me. No, that's the Holy Spirit. That's God trying to, you know, give you warning before you just self-destruct yourself or self-destruct in a situation that you didn't even have to be in because God always gives us a way of escape. So I hope that something I said here tonight was of encouragement to you. I hope that you have something that you can take away from what was said. I pray that it blesses you. Um, and I just thank all of you who tune in on tonight, everyone who commented. Hey, Crystal. Hey, everybody. Hey, Jaquetta. Hey, everybody. I appreciate y'all so, so much. Um, and I'm just grateful that God, again, you know, just trust me enough to even speak to his people and give an encouraging word that speaks volumes. Um, and I'm just so grateful to be here before you tonight. Hey, Bree, 
but thank you again, like I said, for tuning in. Y'all can like, tag, share. Uh, if you're watching the replay, just hashtag replay. Make sure you follow me on all my social media, on YouTube, on Instagram, on um, Facebook. I'm um, going to be more engaging, going to post more reels and stuff like that. Um, the whole marketing thing is new to me. I really just post when I feel like it. So bear with me. But as I go up, we're going to go up together. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Book I Won't Write podcast pilot episode. I love y'all so much and I hope y'all have a great night.